Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Caleb. And I'm Notch. This week, Angelo scores two for Minnesota United. Mu loses his dressing room in Manchester. And somehow, Ben Sweat makes it into the U.S. men's national team. take two of this episode and in the first one i mentioned how fall is upon us and asked you what your favorite gourd was and that was a very fun discussion about acorn squashes and butternut and blah 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 telling you those enchiladas i had fantastic butternut squash i all i'm saying is 20 minutes of that recipe not what we needed on this episode man i had a very good story about how obnoxious that blogger was though so anyway anyway I now wanted to ask you a different question, which is, if our podcast is a is a television show week to week, and we're all like characters, you know, which one are you? Like, which one of us is the v- guy who's actually a villain and is going to betray the rest of us? Who is the Me. young impressionable child yeah, who grows up as the series goes on? Series goes on. So, like, Caleb. What, what what is your <laughs> man? You guys got to give me a second, like no, you know. I'm this already. I'm sorry, like you, you just listed me off, then you listed us. Caleb off. Yeah. So so we got the villain. We've got the the kid character who grows up. What am I? Hmm. Um. The dashing protagonist who gets the girl at the end. More like the uh, socially awkward protagonist who people cheer for, but. And it's in the girl in the end. Hey, you're Ben Wyatt. If you're Ben Wyatt, yeah, you're exactly Ben Wyatt. I was gonna go with Chuck from the TV show Chuck. Do love that show. Also dated though, very dated as a concept. I feel like it did come out when I was in middle school. Yeah, it does have like uh, what's her face from Mass Effect, Uh, Yvonne Strahovski, as an extremely sexualized character. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. Who takes ass? It's true, but uh, anyway, that that was my favorite show of mine for quite a while. So, so basically, placing me in my favorite show. That's good. What about producer Nick? What would producer Nick be? Um, oh, what's the kid's name? Did I seen Tim Possible? No. Oh, okay. Is the guy? But maybe our listeners have. Uh, is it Wyatt or Will? He's helping me out here. I oh, I don't know. Have you seen Tim Possible? There's a a guy who like makes all of our gadgets and is always in front of a screen with headphones on. And that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with um, cool. Wilson W. Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> Because oh, yeah. he gives us sage advice, except for nobody knows who Nick is. Because <laughs> he doesn't have a microphone. I have a different pick, which is uh, John Cho was in a TV show that lasted maybe like half a season, I think. Uh, it was. It actually had a pretty cool concept where the world is called Flash Forward, and the world basically has 30 seconds or to a minute that everybody forgets. And... Nobody knows what's happened, okay? And they all have to like come to turn. Like planes fall out of the sky, all sorts of stuff happens. Anyway, the show though, there are literally two episodes that end in an identical way. Some like shadowy figure meets another shadowy figure in the car and is like, oh my God, I can't believe we did that. We should tell somebody. And the other person is like, no, we'll have so many lives on our hands. They'll kill us all. We can't tell anybody what we did. And the other guy's like, are you sure? You, we can't tell everybody that we were behind all this. And like... It, and one of those guys was Nick. Exactly. Like that, that's, you know, 
everybody knows Nick is there. Like he, his existence is is present, but he's like we don't see him exposed on the show ever. But he's he's the linchpin behind it. I mean, I hope we don't see him exposed, especially in this time period. It's also an audio format, so chances <laughs> of that happening are pretty something on. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for our first segment of this show called United Passions. Our sport has a bright future ahead. In United Passions, we talk about the United. We are most passionate about Minnesota United FC, who decided to win this week, uh, which was pretty good. They got their bulletin boards out and their secret books out. And is that a secret board? You did bulletin board and put win on it? No, no, I think no. it's called an image board. Is it an image board? I don't know. They're, I've never they're, read the secret. They're actually these... MLS notebooks that are assigned by Don Garber and every page actually is a game in the season and it tells them their orders for oh, the game. So it's scripted who's like, gonna be sent off. It's and, scripted just like this podcast is, gotcha. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um way to skip ahead like all the way to the end of the episode. But See, cool. He always does that. Like yeah. always little hints saying I've exposed what he I mean, was that was, talk really about a hint. That was more like, hey man, you spoiled my entire thing. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. That's what that was. Not a not not, not a hint. So, so the script this week for MLS telling Minnesota United they were going to win over New York City FC. And New York City FC missing Maxi Morales, missing David Villa, uh, and um, others? Um, Maxime Cheneau, their best center back. Um, I mean, it was re- a weakened team. And uh, really speaking, you know, I mean, it's this is what we get because if if they really cared about this team Manchester City would have showed up themselves instead of selling sending their B team here it's so. not like they haven't been here before it's true it's true so we won 2-1 and uh i i want to have a quick moment of silence i hope you'll indulge me thank you thank you um in memoriam 2018 to 2018 our criticism of angelo rodriguez no, no, nah, nah, true. No, <laughs> no. It, you guys, told me to yes and your jokes I, earlier. I, I, it's just not died. I, I revoked my moment of silence. Can I do that? Stupid. <laughs> go back in there and add a random audio clip of me saying something, please. Because <laughs> I don't believe in that at all. Okay, so well, Angelo Rodriguez two goals in this game and uh, one a two header, assists, a header of Miguel Ibarra, and then basically walking a pass a ball past a bewildered Sean Johnson. So tell me why you guys still want to criticize Angelo. Because he definitely doesn't look fit and because the only times that he's scored have been off of either sublime plays from his teammates or from mistakes from a defense. You're you're talking about fit in the British sense, right? Wow, 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 he's fit. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of his haircut, but I'm actually talking about physical fitness. He's a thick boy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think I've actually said that to you. No, I said that to you standing with you at the first game. I couldn't remember if it was me saying that to you or you saying that to me. Okay. My apologies. Physical fitness. So, how, yeah. how many beers? Do you guys like beer? I like beer, okay? Do you like beer? I like beer. I like beer. I like lifting weights. I like beer. What a shit show. Anyway, forget about that dumb bullshit idiot, but let's let's talk about Angelo yeah. Rodriguez. Okay. Um, I mean, well, yeah, also, but... Um, I got into yeah. jail, okay? Okay. <laughs> I can tell that Angelo Rodriguez did not get into Yale. Um, it, 
he was very clearly short of his fitness. His leg injury is it a calf or a hamstring calf, calf injury? So it's slowing him down to a point that you can you can see that he's not able to engage as fully into the offense as he wants to. I think some of that might be leading him to play even more hold up. In this game, he was at least pressing the front in the first half, mm-hmm. but not in the second half. As not much. apparently not in the second half. I I was busy getting shit faced at a Lucero concert, but um, I every single person should have scored that Miguel Ibarra header. Yeah. Like, uh, that, if you but, did not score that, that is a reason for you to not play higher than NPSL. Yeah, he could have landed that uh, cross onto a coaster. Like, it just was so perfect, the cross. It um, was. It was a beautiful cross. It was cross. cross. And yeah. Andrew Rodriguez had to, would have to work harder to miss than to make that goal. Um, the second goal, credit, credit to him, pressing the back line, just kind of being a nuisance. Uh, back pass by Ben Sweat. Uh, back pass by U.S. Men's National Team Ben Sweat. Oh man, I can't would, believe we're going to, to talk that. about that. Uh, another just cuts it out and just rounds the keeper easily because Sean Johnson kind of half-heartedly charges out. Easiest goal of his career so far. I just feel comfortable saying that, and just in general, he hasn't created enough chances for me to say he is the future striker for Minnesota United. Um, those were his only really, his really, really his only two chances of the night. He didn't create any more. Didn't really do much in certain half. He still can't create his own shot. Um, he needs a lot of help. And then Billy Barra, I would give eighty five percent credit to on that first goal. That took terrible defending by New York FC, probably the same percentage. Um, so yeah, as this is great for fifty percent to equal one hundred percent to equal a goal. But I still haven't seen enough from him to have any faith in him going forward. So Minnesota United also tried their best to again throw this game away by giving Rodney <laughs> Wallace a late goal that was offside. First minute? 91st minute. You Would you say that that was offside? No. Okay, okay I would say it was offside. <laughs> fight. There's no now fight. Here's two, two knives. Go at it. One of you will survive. Producer Nick can take the other spot. <laughs> stabby, stabby, stab. He, he just said excellent and like... Push his fingers together. It was really, really scary. He planned this, he planned this all along. He knew this yeah. was going to happen. So, okay. Uh, Colin Warner sent off. Bad second yellow. Like, it wasn't a bad call. Bad tackle. So what it, it, was, it was like his fourth bad tackle he been that out he much should have sooner. gotten sent off for. Yeah, he should have been sent out much sooner. 75th minute he was sent off. He, and she, you got to move, move some guys out sooner. Make some subs because... Warner was gassed and lunging the tackles in the, by the 60th minute. We only did make two substitutes. Uh, one was bringing out, bringing in Harrison Heath in, Heath, Heath in, Heath in, and then Eric Miller was also brought on. Uh, wow, what is what is with this lack of a third sub? I I just don't understand why we're not making third substitutes ever. Like it's it's kind of like the subway punch card. Yeah, where you, you get ten subs that you forgot to make, and then. Uh, at the end of the season, you get an extra DP slot for I thought you 2019. Did a, no, you did a f- uh, free drink with your Nets, which which order? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, I, God, th- this game again, like later on, the loons kind of struggling a bit. I think that third substitute could have helped us if put on. Any other comments about our play? 
Um, great in the first half, kind of just a mess in the second half. New York City wasn't much going forward until the very end there. Um, but yeah, Bobby wasn't really tested that much. But then the offense should have pushed forward and should have very similar away. to the last game in yeah. some ways. Very, yeah. Heavy pressing in the first like. 25 or so minutes and then kind of giving way a little bit in the second half i wish we had kind of we maintained that press through the whole game yeah yeah it, it's almost as if this team has that higher gear for 30 minutes and then can't pull it off all right so now you read colin solberg's tweets about minnesota united's home wins Can you i tell thought me you were going to it? say that i tweeted those things because his name is colin no except for he spells his name wrong it's you ruined my joke no colin and is, i'm very upset about it colin is colin colin solberg's actually pronounced kain because it's two l's <laughs> <laughs> so i'm pretty sure that's correct so Cain, okay so kain solberg <laughs> tweeted about minnesota united yeah the long and short of it is that Minnesota United has faced a weakened side in very important ways eight out of the ten times that they've won at home. Houston and Montreal were the only two teams that fielded a completely full lineup in terms of playing their DPs or significant TAM players. NYC were missing David Villa, Maxi Morales. Portland were missing Diego Valerian, Diego Chara to start the game. The LA game, they didn't have Carlos Vela, Walker Zimmerman, Adama Diamande. Like, at, at some point, we need to talk about the fact that Minnesota United, granted, they're beating the teams that are in front of them, but the teams that are in front of them are terrible. And, you know, uh, I don't think you could say they're terrible. I mean, we didn't. But have, they're weakened. They're well, significantly we weakened, weakened. We didn't have Ethan Finlay and Kevin Molino for most of these games. I would games. take Josie out the door and Victor Vasquez over Kevin Molino and and uh, Finley any day. But also, I want to can't say that because without Molino and Finley here, do we get Romario Ibarra? Do we, do we get Darwin Quintero? Do we get Darwin Quintero? That is that is literally what I'm writing for E Pluribus oh. Lunum, likely to post Hashtag by teaser. the time that teaser. you read this. But no, it, it is a rundown of all of the injuries that Minnesota United have had. And the fact that a lot of the decisions that this team has made in terms of transfers through the season have been to replace injured guys. They've by and large replaced the significant people that are supposed to be taking up so many of these minutes, like Ethan Finley, like Kevin Molino, like Sam Cronin. And yep. It's hard for me to just say, hey, we should credit them for beating a team that just decided, yeah, healthy scratch for our three best players. And you have to wonder, these teams are sending out weekend lineups against us at TCF. Will that continue next year with, with Allianz, with the with grass instead of turf. Will these results keep happening at home or will we become just as abject at home as we are away because teams are saying their full lineups at us? I think the much more compelling piece for me in this was that many of those teams that we beat had midweek games. Out of the full roster, you had only three teams that had a full seven days of rest. Um, 
No, there were a couple of the games where even we had a midweek game when the opposition team did. But um, I think I think the fact that we're playing teams that haven't been rested and winning those games is something that I noticed in that that whole uh, narrative there. But anyway, compelling stuff from Colin. We do appreciate it. Kyle Eliason, former guest co-host of this podcast right before y'all came on, has leaked that Madison is going to be... Well, he hasn't leaked it as much as reported it. <laughs> the Madison is going to be the USL affiliate for Minnesota United FC uh, next year. And this is the Madison USL effort currently being headed up by Peter Wilt, who have named Daryl Shore as their first head coach. That's a throwback from the Is MASL this in uh, lead one or the championship? <laughs> Uh, I think it's in the Istamian League. Uh, oh, oh, wow. That's Is that above NPSL? I'm very confused. <laughs> Everybody is. All right, let's now move into a segment that we call the top step. But the cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. In the top step, we cover the latest news from America's Division One leagues, Major League Soccer and the NWSL. The NWSL obviously being done with the season, so no news there for the moment, or any game news at least. Let's talk about MLS. New York City FC. I always want to say New York Cosmos when I see NYC. <laughs> you know, it's that Pele, man. I'm just like, can't forget the man, you know. Anyway, New York City FC beat Chicago 2-0 in New York at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, this is a midweek game. Uh, Alex Ring and uh, David Villa with the goals. Uh, both in the second half, I believe. Chicago uh, was bad. Yeah, City terrible. Cl- City clinched playoff spot with that win. There are some rumors that David Villa might be David Villa might be investing in a team in Queens, and I just want them to call that team David Villa, like you know, like Aston Villa, David Villa. So awesome! (laughs) I think that would be really good. I mean, like uh, I want them to actually do it in Staten Island, so they could do David Villa, (laughs) because otherwise Queens Park Rangers would be too perfect. Yeah, (laughs) they should do it like. Queens Park Rangers doesn't like the, they should all be like Smokey the Band the Bear. There uh, was actually a dude that is a <laughs> national park, park ranger in Brooklyn that was on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me this week, and I was like, aw, aw they have national parks there somehow. I would totally when uh, if the that guy if it was not my job, I would ask him questions about QPR because like you're a park ranger. Well, let me ask you about the Queens Park Rangers. You know, I think it'd be pretty funny. All right, let's move on from that to Chicago beating LAFC 3-1. Chicago was good. Make up your mind, buddy. I, 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 <laughs> the MLS script is too confusing. I don't know what to say. Well, Chicago has been rotating their goalkeeper, Stefan Cleveland, or is it Stefan Cleveland? Anyway, whatever. Stephen, Stephen Cleveland. We're going to call him Stephen Cleveland now. It sounds a lot better. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, Stephen Brookview, that's what his name should be. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Brookview and uh, Richard Sanchez have been rotating the goalkeeper spot. Turns out Chicago also this week choosing to rotate their results. Yeah. Based on how that works out. Um, goals from Georgie. Oh, geez. Um, Mihailo- Mihailovic? Mihailovic. But that was close. Just call him Georgie. Georgie's so much better. Uh, Nikolic also scores with a, on a penalty. Uh, slips a little bit as he does it. Um, great goal by, uh, what's his name? Rossi for LAFC in this game. Yeah. And that's really the only bright spot for this. Although, for them in this game. I think we do need to spend a little bit more time about how fantastic that volley by Mihailovic was. Like, one-timer hits it off of the side of his foot. Now, imagine if people could say As his, a rocket from 18 yards out. Imagine if people could say his name right. It'd be even better. 
Georgie Mahans, Adama Diamande and Carlos Vela have been terrible. Uh, zero passes between the striker and the number 10 this entire game. Maybe they should trade for somebody taller. Yeah, it, so. it's almost like they should trade for a, a like actual 17-goal striker. In Breaking news, oh, Minnesota oh, wait. United FC have now traded Angelo Rodriguez to Full LAFC. <laughs> I was about to make oh, joke God. <laughs> I would uh, take that trade so hard. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the trade doesn't want to have anything to do with you, Colin. Anyway, yeah. uh, DC playing Montreal. DC United season having been turned r- inside out. Uh, they have won 5-0 this week. What a, a statement. Uh, yeah, uh, Rooney and Atasa and uh, Paul of Nipplehats are just amazing. <laughs> you guys, they combined for five goals, Nipplehats with the brace. Montreal are still technically above DC in the playoff race, but DC has two games in hand and only two games, two points behind. So that that gap is very misleading. Um, Rooney with a great, great chip at the end of the match to just kind of buried Evan Bush where he stood. Should we be mad at Evan Bush for being no, that far off his line? Mad at his defense for not covering toss on the initial on the initial run. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Evan Bush deserves better. <laughs> well, gotta say, Wayne Rooney, two goals and an assist in this game. He I mean he is the, the thing that has turned DC around. And yes. He, and he's made everyone around them better. Yeah. Email Sage any more assists. Acosta is scoring like he's a young Wayne Rooney. Uh, Paul Nipple has his forced his way back into the U.S. national team. Has he? I didn't check that. I just assume um, so. I, I don't know if he actually made the so. team, but he, he's definitely good <laughs> enough. I, uh, you have to admit that most of the positives have been the fact that DC have played so many of these games at home. Well, yeah. That, there's, there's a significant advantage that... Rooney's been fantastic home and away. Also, but you just realized they've been away for the majority of the first part of the season because audio was under construction. Exactly. And that yeah. it, it bounces yeah. out on the end. They just are having this great run. Maybe if there's more of a balanced schedule that they have, they were in the playoff positions for most of the season instead of coming back into it near the end. It just makes me think about all the uh, comments that people are making on websites, including Twitter and Reddit, where when Rooney signed saying, this is not the kind of signing MLS needs, blah, blah, blah. Turns out, yeah, it, it, it kind of was the si- exactly the signing DC United needs. Who gives a fuck about what MLS wants? He's really freaking good. And he's making me excited to watch DC United. I don't give a shit about them. So hey, you, keep, you keep staring at me when you say all those things because I <laughs> predicted that he was washed and... Really? Wouldn't be that great. Yeah. I was looking at you right there. Yeah, it's, you it's were. My, it's my subconscious. I'm listening to this book called Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman, the Nobel Prize winner, who says that there's a conscious system two that kind of does all the systematic thinking in your head. And then there's a system one that's just kind of at the surface, making all the surface assumptions and stuff, which you don't really even know when it's working. This was my system one, just being like, you know, you're talking about Wayne Rooney. Colin is an idiot. Look at Colin. <laughs> I've already admitted I was an idiot about that signing. Okay. All right. Seattle. Uh, speaking of idiots, Seattle playing Colorado. Who uh, Our weekly question, Seattle playing Colorado. Our weekly question, is it Colorado good? You, you know, every week this question gets sillier and sillier. But we have to keep asking it because we started the season doing this. And by God, we can commit to a 
dumb bit, and they're not good. No, they're so they're bad. Good. <laughs> Losing 4-0 this week. Uh, Tim Howard again showing himself to be exactly what Tim Howard has become, uh, which should be a retired soccer team owner and nothing else. Please, dude, just let the McMathley take your place. Like, this is how bad he is. His retirement gig got relegated from League 2, like, quite a while ago. Wait, I thought he bought a team in England, uh, not in USL? And uh, USL is, no, yeah, League 2 league. isn't USL, though. It's a different league. Right? right. It's a PDL. Is well, it UPSL yeah, or PDL? League 2 is PDL, so it's like, it does it really count? Because the amateur leagues aren't oh, technically oh. actually... And we've lost... Most of our listeners, right? Okay, so what happened in this game, guys? How did Seattle take down Colorado? Uh, they played Colorado. That's how that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that difficult, guys. No. Oh. 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 Okay, moving on, then. Or do we want to talk about how Rui Diaz did pretty well? I think you just did. Yeah. Moving on. Columbus is nil. Philadelphia nil. Nothing happened. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto 4, New England 1. Toronto FC ch- turning around their season just in time to do nothing at all. Just in time to watch DC do this, what they wanted to do. <laughs> Would be kind of nice if Toronto had some like international superstars that they had signed. You know, I mean, you can get rid of like dead weight like Michael Bradley and then get, you know, someone who's like actually pretty good. Maybe they do pretty well, but yes, yeah, Stuart Michael Bradley haven't come to Minnesota. Yeah. That what? Uh, you, you haven't, you haven't <laughs> explained this to me before you want Michael Bradley here. Why not? Oh my you God. Only, yes. Only, you oh the dear only God. That comes I want out of- a domestic six who can start every game and play decently. You want the only word of, out of my mouth for 90 minutes at every game to be boo. I would like to see that. I think you'll stop that in two would games. Be, <laughs> that would be incredible to watch, especially because I'm going to be seated directly across the field from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Christian Bonilla, uh, bring in the bring in the Not just the favorite goal. penis. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that in the notes. It's penis on the podcast, goddammit. <laughs> it needs to be there. <laughs> Well, Pania getting New England's consolation goal and uh, Giovinco scoring for Toronto. Brad Knighton had a worse game than even Cody Cropper could have had. Who? Who's, who's this? Uh, <laughs> Chandler Christoph- Christopherson. Is that, is that his name? <laughs> Uh, the guy who we were wondering how he had a job last year. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 So, he, so Chandler, what, what Christopherson? <laughs> Wait, no. I'm sorry. No, Brad Knighton. Brad yeah. Knighton was Woof. doing pretty poorly in this game and uh, giving away goals to Toronto. And i uh, got to mention that uh, Anibaba and the 40 knees... Uh-huh, giving up a penalty. How in the fuck was he not sent off for sending studs up somebody's thigh? Like, yeah, that it was, was definitely in Bradley's knee, and they're both had like Bradley had jumped too. It it was impressive. Yeah, but, if you go that high up somebody's thigh, that should be like a reason for you not to be on the Supreme Court. That's how bad oh. it was. All right, <laughs> Houston playing San Jose. Like Houston it. getting the three-two win at home. A comeback, a comeback from Houston after going down two 0 But a comeback to San Jose is like—is that really impressive at all? I mean, 
San Jose had at least young players in their midfield. They had Tommy yeah. Thompson. They had Jackson Ewell. They had Luis Felipe. They were supposed really to. Well. Yeah, Ad- like it, it was a decent game uh, for three. their young kids. Admittedly, one of the uh, San Jose goals being a own goal off of Funmayor, who's now done that twice in two weeks. Well, we should mention the fact that Wanda Watch could have gone even closer to the record had that. Fuan Mayor goal had not gone off of his foot. Fuan Mayor also uh, took down Tommy Thompson, uh, former Wisconsin governor, in the box for one of those <laughs> first goal. Um, so Tommy Thompson drawing the penalty and also Jackson Newell with the assist on the own goal. Uh, Fuan Mayor has been kind of a liability in the back for Houston. Uh, at least two own goals that I can remember. And, and I know he also... Uh, Conceded a penalty to Minnesota when they were here earlier right. this year. No, not as much of a liability as San Jose's Nick Lima, though, who was directly responsible for oh, two goals man. in this game. I feel so bad for that kid because he's actually good. But um, is he though? Yeah, okay. he is. Okay, fine. Um, San Jose's season in a nutshell was basically a set piece goal by Thomas Martinez that went in off of Nick Lima's torso, almost bounced off of his arm. And then bounced in off of the near post. Like, that's just exactly what the earthquakes have been this year. Yeah. Just comical ways of finding out how to lose. They have been somewhat of a natural disaster. Oh, that's the second worst joke in the last five minutes. Um, (laughs) Rogan Kyoto scored in the 87th minute, but really... It was that Andrew Tarbell couldn't handle a cross, and then Nick Lima couldn't handle possibly the worst first touch I've ever seen from six yards out, and yet he still scored. That's how bad San Jose are. And then Nick Lima, to just sum up the season after the goal into the net, just crumpled to the ground face first, and I assume sobbed, and he's still there today. (laughs) <laughs> he's just hanging out in Houston just on the pitch the ground dude you gotta move man <laughs> no uh, LA Galaxy playing Vancouver in the matchup of two teams with their coaches sacked LA managing to win Sid you resigned there's a difference <laughs> <laughs> he left with dignity uh, someone who did not leave with dignity was Vancouver after this game because they lost three nils Zlatan scoring two Alessandrini getting a penalty for the third which why didn't Zlatan take that penalty for the hat trick uh, probably because his leg got hacked like hell on the penalty. A lion feels no pain, Colin. <laughs> Mark Dos Santos rumored to be the Vancouver head coach in waiting. Yeah, we're going to miss out on all the good coaches, aren't we? Yep. Yeah, we are. Yeah, too bad. All right, Portland playing FC Dallas. Speaking of coaches that we have coveted, this game ending a nil-nil, but Dallas clinching their spot in the playoffs, which is good for them. Red Bulls, though, clinching a spot in my heart after thumping, demolishing, destroying, and devastating a Flanagan United 2-0. Without BWP, without Tyler Adams, with a quality press. With MLS trying to fix this game as much as possible by giving a blatant non-handball as a handball. And uh, then going on and uh, taking away a goal. From New York. Um, dude, both of those calls were like entirely correct. They were, they were correct calls. So correct. No, 
I disagree. I mean, you disagree for no apparent because the Red Bulls won. Reason, just you know, let this one go. Let it go. All right, let it go. No, stop! I saw that coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and yes, and it notch. (laughs) Keep saying. The second, the second line is same as the first line. It's easy. Well, I was so happy though seeing this result. Um, Brad Gazzano not so happy because he got kicked in the chest, the chin. That was the chin. It, <laughs> that was we, definitely after multiple oh, multiple replays. Moyle like we, got him right in the chin. Yeah, we kept on watching that. I for. Caleb and I, we were watching that to figure out where it was that Brad Guzan got kicked. Notch, on the other hand, I'm pretty sure that was because you just wanted to see Brad Guzan get speared as many times as possible. I mean, you know, it's as Atlanta United. Like I, it, it's difficult for me to put my feelings about Atlanta United's into adequate amounts of criticism and and uh, wanting them to lose and everything to go wrong for them. It's 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 hard for me to adequately express how I feel about that. So you want to see a U.S. men's national team player get speared multiple times because he plays for Atlanta. Cool. Yeah, sure. Cool. SKC playing RSL is game ending 1-1. I just want to say after SKC getting a loss last week and a draw this week, are they in crisis? Is it all over for the Blues? No. No. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> RSL scored first. Ico Power gets the equalizer for SKC. Nick Armando is 39. That that doesn't really have any bearing on the game, but found that out tonight. That's a fact. He's 39 and has major dad bod. Yeah. I mean, we saw the major dad bod when he headed the ball to his dog, who then headed it back to him and back and forth multiple times. Is oh, it like... Me? The thing I was focused on, as hard as it was with that adorable dog, was the dad bod going on. Because that was just way too obvious. That's how dad bod he is right now. Well, but I mean, we've seen how dad bod can be okay. You know, you're saying that Romando has major dad bod. Ibsen over here has colonel dad bod. And, uh, you know, he's doing pretty well for us. Is he? Oh, you don't. Don't get me started, Carl. Don't get me started. All right. With Let's that, go to a break. Yeah, it's time for us to take a break. We shall return with more We Call It Soccer. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer, where we were discussing how producer Nick has met Francis Ford Coppola at Francis Ford Coppola's winery. Nick, not impressed with Francis Ford Coppola. Very <laughs> impressed with Francis Ford Coppola's wine, though. So, there we go. All right, let's not move into the segment we call Get Low. In the Get Low segment... We get low and wrap, get to our wrap-up of U.S. Lower Leagues Soccer, which this week begins with the announcement that FC Cincinnati have been named the 2018 USL regular season champs. Are they the champions of the championship? Or is that the winners of the playoffs? I mean, it's pretty easy to do when you have two MLS players and you on your roster. So. Yeah, I, I enjoyed on Reddit, that was a graphic. Someone took the, like... FC Cincinnati official their champions graphic which has a bunch of their players and replaced all the players heads with Don Garber and they were like the real M- <laughs> the real MVP of FC Cincinnati's uh, run any of those the US Garbers have a Hitler stash or no <laughs> I don't know 
All right. Also in the USL Championship news, the Rowdies have been purchased by the Tampa Bay Rays. Bill Edwards giving up the team that he purchased three years ago. Sell out. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a long run for Bill Edwards, but apparently his health in poor shape, and he has been divesting some of his business ventures, including the Rowdies. The Rays expected... To keep this team at Alang, uh, not yeah. expected to go into MLS anytime soon. No, and it'll be done for the race to see what a a full stadium looks like. Because <laughs> um, the Rowdies, you know, actually sell tickets, unlike the Tim Bay Rays. Some people saying the Tropicana Stadium's poor shape. The reason the Rays have bought Alang so they can build a new baseball stadium on the site. However, others coming in saying that that is unlikely. Because they want a stadium in Tampa Bay and not in St. No, they want it in Ybor City. (laughs) That sounds like a a reference to Chuck, the TV show, you know, Ybor, like it's some sort of cyborg reference. I mean, I'm just stoked for the fact that the Tampa Bay Rays are going to be in a place where multiple hold study songs apparently take place. (laughs) But in seriousness, a lot of the concern was that the Rays were buying the Rowdies specifically for the Al Lang site. Um, They've said that they continue their plans to build an Ybor city. And this is just because they wanted an additional sports venture. That's what you would say if you're trying to divert everyone's attention from your sneaky plan to destroy soccer in America. But Hey, starting next week, a little bit of podcast news, our get low segment, or at least part of it is going to be done by a prominent lower leagues, writer chill and who i'm not going to not a show because he's great and we all love him here who i'm soccer. not gonna name but let's just say that we're very excited to hear his soccer takes on our show next <laughs> week all right that was subtle hint hint nudge nudge say nama <laughs> let's say no ball say no ball let's now move into a segment that we call let's get national and discuss the latest from the United States national teams. The men's national team has announced its lineup for the Colombia and Peru friendlies with some surprising inclusions. Brad Guzan and Michael Bradley are back, baby. Well, why don't they just bring the whole crowd back? Demarcus Beasley, get Tim Howard back in. You know, just, just get the whole crew back together. They're, back to, they're back to the delight of dozens. Dozens! To be fair, though, Demarcus Beasley as a left back, probably better than the guy that they picked. Ben Sweat, everybody. It's kind of a little bit of sweaty choice. Let's just put it that way. A little sweaty. I mean, he had a great assist this past weekend. Oh, it was a sublime assist. Yeah. Initially, reports coming in that Josie Altador had not been picked because of an injury he picked up. However, Josie, in his classic eloquent style, coming on Twitter and responding to that tweet with a... The LOL. eyes emoji, I thought. No, he no, did LOL. LOL. Oh. Yeah. So it was... Uh, uh, remains to be seen what, what Josie was referring to and why he was being all busy this time. No Miguel Ibarra, which outraged Minnesota United fans. Could, would one of you like to tell me why they shouldn't be outraged? Because he's not going to get injured on international duty that way. Phew. Like, also, he's- seriously... How many of these Minnesota United fans are upset about Miguel Ibarra not making the U.S. national team? How many of them are fans of European teams where literally all you can think during these, like, interseason friendlies, don't get injured, don't get injured, 
please don't get injured. I mean, you know, I think he's at this point he's probably too old and hasn't been set up to to make it into the squad unless something crazy happens. And on my end, though, I would like to see him there because it's not like we were going to make the playoffs or anything. So anyway, moving along, though, let's now move into a segment that we call the stiff upper leagues. What are you doing in England? Mind your own business. So it's time for us to venture into the land of proper soccer, proper footy. And talk about English soccer. First up, Carabao Cup news, where Liverpool dropped points. Or not points, but they got eliminated by Chelsea. And they don't win this one anyway. You know, Winning four trophies in a year is, is going to be <laughs> out of fashion. Arsenal beating Brentford 3-1. Hooray for profoundly boring wins. How do you call a 3-1 win boring? Because you were playing against Brentford and you did the job. Okay, Tottenham, though, tying Watford, but winning 4-2 on penalties... This was a very insane last 15 minutes. Tottenham went down to 10 men due to injury. They didn't have any extra subs. Then there was a red card to Watford and a subsequent PK. Tottenham took the lead. Watford equalized in the 89th minute. And then Watford lost on PKs. This is... uh... Moving on to the Premier League, kind of an interesting weekend. First of all, Manchester City getting the win against Brighton. Chelsea and Liverpool then having a rematch from earlier in the week and tying 1-1. Oh, that's Dutch goal. Daniel Sturridge, better than Viagra. <laughs> uh, it's still erect after four days. You probably should call a doctor. I'm feeling very lightheaded, guys. Sturridge scoring an incredible, an incredible late goal to get Liverpool the tie. And then Arsenal getting the 2-0 win over Watford. Um, Petr Cech pulls his hamstring trying to kick a ball, which is probably <laughs> the most apt Petr Cech thing that could happen at this point. Insert your burnt Leno Letterman Conan jokes here. Um, and then two late goals, including one from... They had three captains in this game because of substitutions. Um, at that point, Mesodozel was the captain. It was pretty interesting to see Petrček go online and say how in FIFA 18 and FIFA 19, when there's a trade negotiation cinematic, his character is in a full suit and his rugby scrum cap uh, in those negotiations. So he's like sitting in this like intense discussion wearing his rugby hat. And he tweeted about this saying, God, they made me look so weird here. Yeah, that's right. I, I would have been wearing a tie normally in these things. So anyway. Yeah. The big news, though, from this weekend is that West Ham United defeated Manchester United 3-1, an abject performance from Wham. the Red Devils team. Wham, they earned the submission points. George Michael's ghost just punched Jose Mourinho <laughs> right in the balls. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Weird lineup from Jose Mourinho. Uh, Mitomine starting as a center half next to Lindelof. And uh, Martial started and just... A weird, weird lineup. He stripped Pogba of the vice captaincy. I mean, there has been this... We we haven't really talked about it over here, but there has been this saga of back and forth in the press between Pogba and Mourinho, where some people have questioned how Pogba has come out and made certain lines and claims about Mourinho, kind of obtusely never mentioning Mourinho by name, but kind of saying things like, we should have been attacking after one of the games. And, And then there was this weird video from Manchester United's training where... Pogba and Mourinho obviously having some sort of weird bust-up. Yeah, and we saw how good Pogba was during the World Cup. He was fantastic during France's Cup-winning run. It's just weird to see him not play as well for Manchester United. And 
has come down to the player's happiness in the situation and also the coach. And Jose has always been a guy who's kind of tried to get under his player's skin because that's how they played better. But that seems to be running out for him because it didn't work at Chelsea, at Chelsea at the end. It hasn't really worked at Manchester United at all as he's been here in the three seasons here. Um, players just, instead of getting agitated and playing better, they just like, want to get out of here, mate. Want to leave. Alexis and, Sanchez, one of those. Uh, Alexis Sanchez has been abject and terrible for Manchester United. I'm much of the delight of Colin. Ah. It has been true that a lot of the guys who have left Arsenal have actually been quite poor in recent years after leaving Arsenal. It's almost like we're a good place to play at. Except for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain at some point that out. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's been really, really good for you guys on the uh, surgeon's table. So He was fantastic last year. Let me let me ask this question. Jose Mourinho to LA Galaxy. Oh, what? Leave leaves Latan there, please. I want the, the budding of heads. Uh the budding of heads of Zatan and Mourinho would pray to sound boom that would probably destroy the earth. <laughs> Bring Paul Ariola back to that. How uh, did, but didn't didn't Mourinho and um Zlatan get along when he they were at United together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Let's mm-hmm. now move into a segment we call they don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already first up Bundesliga where Munich continue to drop points 2-0 loss against Hertha Berlin weird is yeah and Dortmund uh in in the same week scoring 11 goals total yeah 7-0 over in uh I've seen Nuremberg I believe uh then Bayer Leverkusen going 2-0 at halftime then Dortmund's just scoring four. Like, oh, we're, we're playing a game? All right. All right, cool. <laughs> Side note for them, Jaden Sancho hasn't started and yet is leading the top five European leagues in assists this year. And he's like 18 years old? I also want to point out, uh, listener and also one of my best buds, Shane, is a Stuttgart supporter, and they almost lost this week, but won 2 nothing. Um, they're up one nothing. The other team had a man sent off, and then they threw the ball from a throw-in into their own net to make it interesting. They're winning, so it's okay, but I gave Shane a lot of shit for that on Saturday. La Liga is going bunkers, where the top, I believe, or the entire table separated only by, what is it, 10 points after the first seven games. Yep. And uh, where the Premier League is 17 points apart from top to bottom. La Liga, this this week, both Barcelona and Real Madrid dropping points. Barca, in fact, dropping points in consecutive games. Um, and actually, same with Real. Yeah, both of them. Um, Barcelona lose to Leganes 2-1. to one. Um, Real Madrid lose on the road to Sevilla 3-0. And then on the weekend, uh, Barcelona only able to draw at Leica Bilbao 1-1. And the Madrid derby, nil-nil. Super not interesting and super chaotic. Hey, I'll I'll take more of this. Let's have Barca and Real and Atletico start doing very poorly. Let's get back like Real Betis or like Deportivo La Coruña playing really well. I'd enjoy that. I like Sevilla, honestly. Serie A news, Juventus beating Napoli 3-1 thanks to two assists from accused rapist Cristiano Ronaldo. 
Yeah. 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 So let, let's talk about this because I think it's important for us to mention that a woman from Las Vegas has accused Cristiano Ronaldo of uh, sexual assault and Ronaldo in a document leaked by Der Spiegel he it was a private communication between Ronaldo and his lawyers so note this is probably inadmissible in the court but hey guess what we don't need we're not a court of law we can admit any document into our own opinions that we want and uh, in this signed document Cristiano Ronaldo says and he's put his name to this and signed it that she said no but he kept going so i mean there will obviously always be a discussion because this guy has 122 million people following his social media accounts who will, I mean, a lot of them will just defend him no matter what. So in in the scheme of public discourse, there will always be some question. But the man put his name to a document where he admits sexual assault. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, to me... It's it's uh, I I don't know how he is on the cover of anything from this point forward, but he will probably stay because there's too much money there for anyone. He's making too many people too much money for anything to happen to him, and that's incredibly unfortunate because this is a crime that occurred within the statute of limitations in the state of Nevada, and they've all reopened the investigations. Yes, they have. So, and unfortunately, I. I'm skeptical that anything is going to happen from it. So we'll see. I mean, if you if you read the whole sordid history of this this issue, the Ronaldo initially paid this lady three hundred seventy five thousand dollars with an NDA and a few other things. She has decided in recent weeks to come forward and um basically say that that was something that she should not have done. And I mean, it's hard to disagree with her. So. Anyway, let's move on and talk about the UEFA Champions League where Juventus beat Young Boys and uh, they won 3-0. And uh, Paul Dybala hat trick, but also just want to mention that for uh, what you just said there, Notch, uh, beat Young Boys. Okay, I'm going to start a soccer team called His Meat and then make it <laughs> really good and send them. So, back. Back in high school, for every year in home tournament, we had a dodgeball tournament. And my dodgeball team was captained by this guy. He was a wide receiver for our, te- for our football team and also the anchor of our 4x4. So I was pretty close to them. His name was Sam. He named our team off. <laughs> and we lost the first game and we made all the jokes. And then a teacher heard and then banned team names after that. <laughs> I mean, if you had add the exclamation point at the end, you could have said that it was a punk band reference. Eh, well, there you go. I was 17 and not smart. so. And you liked beer. I liked beer. Okay. Uh, Match City beat Hoffenheim. <laughs> With my friends Jaws and Worm <laughs> and Schmitty. We lifted weights. Those are all real guys from my high school. Wait, <laughs> you lifted weights? I know Caleb still lifts weights. Yeah. You know, not... Very often, but I do. He's close to being Angelo. <laughs> Manchester City beating Hoffenheim in the Champions League. Manchester United, though, tying Valencia. M- Jose Mourinho having gone winless for four games straight and is for the first time in his career. Or four games winless at home. True. Which perhaps is even more damning. Yes, sir. Roma beating Pilsen 5-0. 
Justin Clivert scoring his first goal for Roma and then uh, displaying a Roma Abdelhak Nuri jersey as a tribute to the Ajax player who is in a vegetative state. No, he woke up recently. There are conflicting yeah. reports really? about what waking up means. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, Clovert was one of his very good friends as he came through the IX Academy. Um, actually took his jersey number uh, with him to Roma when he signed this year. Um, Nuri's jersey number, that yeah, is. Yeah, and, and several other players around the world who were in that same Ajax lineup have chosen to do that Yep, this year. Let's now move into a segment that we call Soccer Things. We're calling dips into the deep, dark corners of the soccer world to bring you stories you won't and shouldn't believe. Actually... No, I'm I'm not going to this week. I'm sorry. I this is one Psych. of those This is one of those weeks that when the biggest story in the soccer world is that Cristiano Ronaldo committed sexual assault and when the biggest story in the world of politics in the United States is somebody that committed sexual assault and then claimed a conspiracy against him as for the reason why these claims are coming out. No. Like, this shit's not funny anymore. I used to do these conspiracies because this stuff was funny. Every single conspiracy that comes up nowadays has its root in something that is incredibly and profoundly sad. So, for a week like this, when part of me wants to make a joke about Ronaldo and, like, people that want to vote for Messi as the greatest player of all time, no, fuck that noise. Like, I I can't do this shit when things are this terrible. Okay, uh... Fair enough. I, I respect that. That is, I think it's also important to make sure that uh, people, as you know, are aware of the things that, uh, like the Ronaldo story that people are trying to sweep under the carpet. There isn't much reporting about it in Italy, for example. So read the facts and uh, decide for yourself because they are quite damning. All right. With that, it's time for us to end this week's episode. You can find me at TW United Fans on Twitter. Where can the good people find you guys on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at the attachment. You can find my writings over at E Pluribus Lunum. Hopefully tomorrow um, you'll see a post about um, how Minnesota United's injuries have impacted how things have worked out for them this year. I'm at K Olson716. You also can find my writings at 55.1. Uh, thanks to Tectonics for the use of their song Lustless as our theme music. Check them out, check them out on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. And this past week, uh, my one of my childhood dogs died, and she was a really sweet girl. So if you have animals in your home, please give them extra love for me. Um, my parents are now petless in their home for the first time in 26 years, which is how old I am. So... Yeah, it's not fun and a little bit rough, but she was a really good girl, and I'll miss her. 
Rest in peace, um, honey. I'm glad we're ending this show on a very happy note. Uh, we Call It Soccer is produced by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. Tell your friends to listen to us. They can subscribe to our podcast and find podcast providers everywhere. And with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week. <laughs>